Ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Call the police. If you're looking for other information, we'll try to continue to give you regular updates. I'll say this final thing, and then we'll come back for questions at the end. Uh, today was tragic for everyone who was part of it. I had the chance to talk to my wife just a moment ago, who said we became part of a statistic of too many Americans, those who have experienced or been part of or connected to a mass shooting. That is something that I hope we all recognize is highly problematic for all of us. I can that was Mayor Quentin Lucas of Kansas City. Welcome back into Wake Up Mid-Missouri, along with Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah, and John Marsh. I'm Randy Tobler. We're covering what happened in Kansas City yesterday on what should have been an absolutely, totally beautiful, jubilant day, and it was marred by the post-rally shooting. 21, 22, we're getting different reports of people shot, and um, 9 to 11 children injured, none of them apparently uh, with life-threatening uh, problems at this time. Well, and we're kind of in a tough spot here because, and lots of folks on social media are finding themselves in the same boat. There were all these really fun things that happened prior to the shooting at the parade that were posted on social media mm-hmm. in real time. And now that the shooting happened, it's kind of like you watched the videos of what happened before. And they just have this dark tone now. Yeah. And it makes you really very circumspect when you're contemplating going to any public event, uh, a concert, a parade, a, you know, you have to, if you're going to go see a concert, you have to go to a big public high density event. You know, I thought about it yesterday because I think it's in the last week you asked me, do you ever have any concerns yeah. about, you know, where you're at? And I said, yeah, I, I do. Um, when I'm going to large events and uh, I'm, you know, concerts, I mentioned concerts I've been to where I've been hyper aware. And I think um, I think I will be hyper aware uh, here in the near future. Now, when we go to the Fox Theater on occasion to, to catch a Broadway show, uh, they do do screening, you know, hands up and, you know, the wand goes up and down. So but now, I mean, there, you know, there are non-metallic weapons, 3D printed weapons. There's a way to get around this kind of stuff. If someone wants to hurt you, they're going to hurt you, which brings up the whole gun debate. We've got people right off the bat trying to make gratuitous hay out of this event, which is just unbelievable. And, and you know what? To his credit, I asked David Tyson Smith about that yesterday. I said, it's probably too early, but do you have any thoughts as a legislator about this? Uh, no, really. But he's going to join us at 735. Good. Cindy O'Laughlin, Senator Cindy O'Laughlin will be with us at 810. And uh, Senator Bill Eigel is joining us as we speak here. He's uh, calling in this morning. And so we'll get reaction to uh, to that from Senator Eigel. And we want to talk about the other things going on in the uh, in the General Assembly, too. And uh, speaking of Senator Eigel, here he is now. Senator Bill Eigel joins us now. How you doing, Senator? Hey, good morning, Randy. Happy, ha- thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, uh, we were going to talk about uh, the IP reform bill that's wending its way through and other you know, high-priority issues for conservatives and the GOP. But let's talk about yesterday's events. Were you, in, were you over there or not? No, I, I wasn't. I was, uh, I'm in St. Louis right now. I did not attend the parade, but uh, I think like most every other Missourian, uh, I'm devastated to see something like that happen uh, and really overshadow what was otherwise uh, a celebratory day. Um, it, those uh, These scumbags that decided to, to use the opportunity of everybody coming together for such an awful, heinous criminal act uh, certainly need to be brought to justice, and I'm looking forward to that happening in the very near future. In the meantime, my 
my heart goes out to anyone, uh, to all the victims of this, and uh, we're praying for all of them. Can I ask your opinion something, Bill? On uh, There are clearly going to be hues and cries for more gun legislation for you know some some kind of cracking down on second amendment rights that's a that's a constant battle back and forth between the two the two sides and two worldviews on the other hand one thing that i think we can say and we don't know yet about the shooters uh, there appears to be more than one their motives uh, their backgrounds but it seems as though the vast majority with almost without exception when there's a violent crime a murder a rape it's not the first time that party has been involved with the criminal justice system. And I'm not talking about stealing a, a pack of Wrigley's from the checkout aisle. Um, do you feel as though there's something that can be done about repeat offenders that maybe could crank down on a little bit about this or something else from a cultural uh, uh, public safety justice system standpoint that that can reduce the likelihood of people acting out, whether it's gang violence, whether it's just uh, crazy people? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I think certainly that can be done. Uh, and you, br- you bring up a good point. You know, the, we have uh, a lot of our urban areas are kind of soft on crime. Uh, they have seen exploding crime rates uh, for the past generation in this state. And really, uh, you, you have to wonder, you know, what has the state done, if anything, uh, to address the crime rates or hold these cities accountable? So uh, th- it's it's very frustrating to see them continue to get out of control. You mentioned a very simple solution. But, you know, in the case of uh, the shooting yesterday, uh, there were more than 600 police officers on hand to try to control that. And we have to understand that there, there are, there are certain bad actors that are so bent on, 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 on pursuing heinous, disgusting acts like this that uh, we may not be able to respond. You know, inside the Union Station right there, all it took was one good guy with a gun, and he could have put a stop to this pretty much right away and prevented this tragedy from in the first place. So mm. I've never, that is precisely why I have never been a fan of going after law-abiding citizens mm. uh, and their Second Amendment rights and curtailing those rights as a, as a possible solution. And you're exactly right, Randy. We know that the Democrats and everybody on the left are going to are going to immediately politicize a tragedy like this uh, to try to go after law-abiding citizens. That's the wrong approach, and that's why the message of the Democratic Party is not being embraced virtually anywhere in the state of Missouri right now. Uh, Senator, we appreciate you joining us. I do want to point out, in fairness to Representative David Tyson Smith, who is live with us, uh, KWS.com and 939theeagle.com, he definitely did not say anything, at least on this show, and I've heard a couple other interviews, he did not certainly make any political remarks, but I, I know you're referring to apparently some others. But he definitely praised the police that ran in there and, and made that point, point over and over. However, there is another Democrat from here in Columbia who is running for a Senate seat. His name is Steve. Stephen Weber, he's a former state representative, and it, it seems to me on his Twitter page he is calling for stronger gun laws. I'm just going to read to you, Senator, what he wrote yesterday after the shooting. Get your response. He says, quote, if you're a Dem- I encourage people to look at his, his uh, Twitter. You can read this for yourself. Quote, if you're a Democrat, Moledge candidate, you do call time tomorrow, which you mean today. No session, comma, so no excuses. You use this anger to push through and make calls you don't want to make. You raise money and use it to go out and win elections. The people of Missouri need you, and there is no other choice. End of quote. It seems to me, from, from what he's saying there, and that's a direct quote from, from his tweet, Senator, that Weber is, former Representative Weber, is calling for more gun control. Your response to that? Well, and, and actually, not just uh, candidate Weber uh, has called for that. 
But uh, Senator Lauren Arthur uh, from the Kansas City area also went on her Twitter page and called and decried the fact that we haven't had more progress, as she sees it, on gun control laws. So uh, it's not just candidates calling for this. It's, it's elected officials in the Democratic Party calling for it immediately. My response to that is, is very clear. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not going to start going after law-abiding citizens uh, as a way to solve and and try to prevent uh, the actions of other citizens who are breaking the law. That's just not going to work. It is shown to never work, and it's not going to be – it's been rejected outright as a policy here in the state of Missouri, and we're going to continue to be uh, individuals who defend the rights of our citizens, including the Second Amendment. So if we're really serious about this, we should be looking at ways to empower our police, support our police, and make sure that individuals have the ability to protect themselves and those around them uh, by exercising their Second Amendment rights, not by curtailing them. So that's a dead end as far as uh, any, any, whether it's a Democrat or anybody else uh, that, that thinks we're going to curtail rights as a way to solve issues. That is not the case, and we're not going to stand for that. Senator Bill Eigel joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. Senator, we uh, just heard the other day from Bill DeWitt from the Cardinals and that coalition from all the major sports teams in the state that they now want to go the initiative petition process to put a put a question about uh, legal sports betting on the ballot. You guys bumped heads in the Senate over it in in, uh, in past sessions and all. Where are we at with that, and what do you think of their idea? You know, I, I get... Uh... I get asked about sports betting uh, a bit, but I, I got to tell you, and, and I've said this before, uh, if I had to list out the 100 most pressing issues facing the state of Missouri right now uh, and write them out all in a list, one to 100, I'm not sure sports betting is on the list. Uh, if there's a deal to be had on sports betting that, that brings together a consensus of folks down in Jefferson City or otherwise, uh, great. I, I don't I don't envision necessarily that I'm going to stand in the way with that, even though I'm not sure I can vote for that, because if you look at the GOP platform, it's pretty clear that we're not going to be going out of our way uh, to expand gambling. But we've got so many other issues uh, that are critical to the well-being of this state uh, that don't involve just enriching the, the owners of these sports teams to the tunes of millions of additional dollars that I, I honestly don't know if there's going to be an opportunity for us to address this in this session or any future session uh, when sports gambling and expanding betting in this state uh, is, is just not near the top of the list. It's just not near the top of the list. Uh, and, and for folks that are, are focused on that, and again, I know the sports teams are focused on that because they're going to make millions for it. That's, that's why they're interested in it. They don't see this as a liberty issue. They're interested in it because they're going to make money from it. So they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, if it comes up and there's a consensus, great. Otherwise, uh, we're going to focus on the issues that are actually important uh, to the state of Missouri. So let's talk about that list. You had told us before that your number one issue is initiative petition reform. Um, and that bill did come to the floor Monday. It was filibustered by Democrats, came back to the floor Tuesday, was filibustered again. Is there some work going on behind the scenes to try to break through that filibuster? Is this going to go to a PQ? Um, are we going to see it come up on Monday? Monday. What's next for that bill? So uh, I do expect it to come back up on Monday. In fact, I don't know that there is any appetite 
in the chamber to do anything but initiative petition reform until it's done. So uh, the fact that it's come up two days in a row is an indication of, the, uh, of how serious the majority caucus is about getting this passed. I think there is an expectation on all sides it's going to come up on Monday. And when it does, I think there's a heavy expectation that we're going to get it done. If it comes up on Monday, goes through the night and still has not reached a conclusion, then I think naturally at that point, the conversation does start to turn to whether or not uh, a, pre- a previous question motion is appropriate. Uh, I can tell you I've had uh, direct conversations with some of the members of the minority on this. I think they understand how serious the majority is. Uh, I would have I would have much preferred to have been in Jefferson City right now uh, to get this done. Uh, you know, the bill has moved. It kind of the bill has moved. It went, It was kind of at a stop for the first three weeks. And nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden it it went warp speed all the way to the floor after some of the uh, tactics that the Freedom Caucus used to really apply the right amount of leverage. And then it's kind of come to a stop again. You know, we had last week we couldn't move anywhere because Senator Lincoln Huff was upset and didn't want to go to the initiative petition bill. And this week uh, we were we were in the process of letting the minority know that we were serious about it. But I think next week is going to be the one where we're going to be able to deliver that victory and get it out of the Senate. All right. And uh, in the last Half a minute we have. Um, your thoughts on where any kind of property tax reform can go this session? So this is another issue folks are watching closely. We have a personal property tax bill that's actually also on the informal Senate calendar. It's already made it through the committee process. Uh, I'm hoping in the, in the coming weeks we're going to see that on the Senate floor. Now, that bill is not a total elimination of the personal property tax like I've been calling for. But it's a good start. I think it would get rid of uh, between 15 and 20 percent of personal property tax. And it would be the first personal property tax cut in state history. So uh, another big issue that we can get done. I don't think anyone argues with incrementalism in doing away with this renting of your property from the government. Thank you, Senator Bill Eigel. Glad to hear things are moving in a positive direction for the GOP conservative movement. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great morning. All right. There he is, Senator Bill Eigel. When we come back. 